Does he get the 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 rob of the green? Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Guys, I gotta go. Sorry, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Something just happened. <laughs> Didn't realise what he let himself in for. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies with myself, Cam, and uh, my acquaintance, Thomas. How are you this week, mate? I'm good, mate. Not too bad. Acquaintance definitely the right term, I think. I about to say, I think friends is loose now, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's gay. I think we've been doing this a bit too long. Where I'm actually starting to hate you every will Monday. We, will so I'm we make not it season three? It. Stay tuned. Not quite. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, good. another week of big at the back. Um, yeah, how how was it for you? Uh, big at the back. Yeah, very <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, what Chilwell, Reese, James, Cancelo, and Trent. I mean. Starting that to get is ridiculous, isn't it? I'm trying. I was trying to think of like famous quads that are like equivalent to those four at the moment. Maybe the Beatles. We'll roll Trent, with it. The Beatles. Trent Paul. I mean, yeah. Well, Trent. Well, Trent is Liverpudlin, isn't he? So that works. That's the loosest connection we'll get. We'll get I for. mean, I mean, Cancelo could be Ringo. Was Ringo Mancunian? I mean, he's or just Portuguese. the dis- most disliked out of the four. I think. Yeah, but. Chelsea, I don't like Chelsea, so I think it's got to be either Ch- James or Chilwell as one of the most disliked. Well, I guess Chilwell would be George because Chilwell's just that sort of the one that everyone sort of seems to forget about. No one really like he's just sort of like rolls around, no one really cares. Yeah, and that makes what Reese James, John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we'll let go of this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great. So I had a good week. How about you? Yeah, mate. As I've just tweeted out my um, team for the week, and uh, it was damage limitation. Really, I was in a bit of a tight spot, um, and decided to try and roll a transfer. Um, and luckily, ended up just about hitting my safety score, so my rank wasn't damaged too much. Um, but yeah, the best that you could have hoped for. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm looking now, lovely and average. That's, that makes me happy. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, another special guest on this week: uh, FPL player, YouTuber. Um, I did a video with him a few weeks ago. Generally great guy and uh, looks fantastic in a suit, Ray Koreshi. Uh, Ray, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, guys. I'm uh, excited to be on. Thanks so much. All, after all the badgering, all the messages, you guys finally, you we guys broke. finally accepted me. <laughs> you guys broke. <laughs> so uh, I've I've been an avid listener for um, a couple of months now. Um Tom graced me with his presence on my channel not too long ago where we spoke about Brentford. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, guys. Really, really, yeah, happy to be on. I yeah. graced you with my presence. I'd say that is, <laughs> I'd say I, I've already got a pretty big head, but I mean, that is literally just, uh, it's swelling. I'm going to fit through the when, door later. Yeah, exactly. so. you, you always bring a gift when you come to the house for the first time. So, that's my gift oh, to you. Thanks. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. No, I mean, if that's, if that's all you're bringing as your gift when you meet me for the first time, then to be fair, I'm pretty disappointed. But, uh, you know. Well, I'm pretty buzzing to have Ray on this week because uh, I can see in the background that he's a big Arsenal fan. Uh, I'm a big Liverpool fan, and uh, this weekend was rather sweet, wasn't it, Ray? <laughs> I got to go. I mean, guys. going straight <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us, Ray, and um, yeah, we'll see see you soon. So it was it was a bite sized pod this week. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet, and oh so sweet for me. So what do you want my feedback about the game? <laughs> well, yeah, thoughts on the game? Thought, well, generally speaking, you know, Arsenal this season, um, obviously a bad start, but then Mikel Arteta got the boys together and it was kind of the build-up to this weekend. I think 
Arteta himself said this is the time for them to go to Anfield and win. And, uh, you know, I was quite worried for this game. thought that at the very, very least, Arsenal would get a draw out of it, if not nick a 2-1 or something. Um, did kind of expect Liverpool to have a bit of a rebound after the West Ham game. But, yeah, thoughts on Arsenal this season and, yeah, this this weekend just gone. Yeah, so start of the season, um, obviously very worrying. And uh, I'm one of those guys who always feel like the quality will eventually come through, uh, just simply based on the ability one squad has. So coming into this game, I was very happy with where we were, but I felt this was the acid test to see where we are at the moment. And I think really it's shown that we're still far behind. Um, you look at the top three, they're in a league of their own, almost a mini league. And I think everyone else is just battling it out. I thought the first 30 minutes, we... we competed very well uh you scored your goal and then the second half I thought Liverpool were excellent in the second half to be honest with you um the press the counter press the Gagan press all, all these different tactical implementations that Klopp puts through people think it's madness it's not it's absolutely brilliant and uh I thought Liverpool thoroughly thoroughly deserved the 4-0 at the end and uh yeah a lot of work for Arsenal to do mm. The uh, the red blur, as Trent put it on the weekend. Um, yeah, I didn't. I just saw the highlights, but Liverpool did seem to just step it up again in the second half. I think you know Arsenal still are going to have a good season this year. Um, we'll come on to it shortly, but I think you know this is what happens when you stick with a manager and give him time. Uh, a similar thing happened with Klopp. I'm not saying Arsenal are going to go on to win the league in the Champions League, but Klopp for the first few seasons, everyone forgets finished you know eight, seven, six, nothing major lost a few major finals as well and all of a sudden it started to come good and I think Arsenal have the makings of a good team there um, and yeah give Arteta a bit more time and he'll have you guys back competing for Champions League each year. Yeah I mean um, you know a lot of people say oh but this is Arsenal or oh but this is Manchester United and I kind of get confused when people say that because I'm like what gives anyone the divine right to think that they should be champions each year you know you have to go on merit and Arsenal have really been on the uh, rebuild for a good decade probably so I just want us going in the right direction to be honest with you I don't have any major expectations I enjoy each victory in its isolation for that moment Um, and let's see where we are under this end of the season I am aiming for top six I think um I think we're well set out to get into Europe. Of course, if we get into Champions League, amazing. But I, I don't think we've got the fourth best squad in the mm. league. So if we qualify for Europe and have a good cup run, then I think that's a success. I mean, yeah, I think I, I think top six is very simple for you guys. I think that will be. I think you will finish top six this year. I mean, the way that you've been playing recently, and I think I think yeah, like you said, playing against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea at the moment, who are just in a completely different, as you said, mini league. Um, but if you compare your squad to some of the other squads that are out there competing for those positions, I mean, I don't even know who you're really competing. Maybe Tottenham, I suppose. Well, really. def- definitely a better squad than Wolves. Comparable, I'd say, to West Ham. And West, everyone's all the rave about West Ham this year, understandably so. But I'd say position by position, you've got a similar strength squad to West Ham. Then Spurs are seventh. United definitely do have a better team and are underperforming. Um, and we'll see kind of how the new manager bounce goes. I liked your t- uh, tweet, Tom, about not having enough uh, funds for Ronaldo before Solskjaer got sacked. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of from the top three down. That's all the sort of teams that you're competing with for that final Champions League spot and the Europa League places. So I think, yeah, definitely within reach for Arsenal this year. Um, 
And yeah, that'll be the kind of beginning of the process. Be a good springboard to then next season try and get Champions League again. But and why are you why are you Arsenal fan, Ray? I mean, obviously, yeah. Is it sort of just uh, poor choice, or um... <laughs> <laughs> says the Brentford fan? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I walked into that one, didn't Touché. I? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, concurs there. <laughs> um, so I was born in uh, Tooting. And um, I grew up in North London when I used to stay with my grandmother. And uh, Ian Wright was always on the TV. You know, one nil to the Arsenal really was a thing. And I remember watching the League Cup and FA Cup final in 93. I was about eight years old. And um, I just fell in love with Ian Wright, actually. Uh, he's the one who got me into football, let alone mm. sport in Arsenal. They were a London team and, um, you know, I loved a lot of the players before the real excitement came with Dennis Perkamp. And then after that, the whole just wave of fantastic players and the way we used to play football. So it it really was, Arsenal was the only choice, really. A lot of my friends supported Manchester United. I just didn't, I, I didn't understand why, simply because they were all like born around my area, but mm. it is what it is. And uh, it just went from there, really. And um, yeah, Got, with Highbury, I, I've been to, God, I don't know how many, probably 60 to 70 games, fortunately. And uh, so when you go and watch your uh, team, especially with such a nice isolated ground, you feel like you can almost reach out and touch players. Uh, You kind of get, you feel an affinity with the crowd, you know, being so close to the players as well. So yeah, the love just grew. And uh, yeah, this is not really that bad when you look at it. You know, a lot of people say this is so terrible. I'm like, well, not really. You know, Mm. the team's in worse off places and we should just be fortunate that, we're still at a point where we can uh, enjoy some success. Yeah, I like what you said there, but well, not just there, but a bit earlier about teams not having a divine right to any sort of Champions League places, league titles, any of that sort of thing. Because that, and maybe my view is skewed by Arsenal fan TV, but um, I get the impression that quite a lot of Arsenal fans do feel that entitlement. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, all of the big teams have had a period away from success, you know. Mm. United at the minute, Chelsea had a few seasons dotted in there where they dropped down and came back again. As I said earlier, Liverpool between yeah 2010 to 2015, 16, had a good period away from competing from the top. Um, and yeah, not everyone can finish in the top four every year. So um, yeah, it's going to be, well, the, the quality of the Prem has gone up recently um, and it's really hotly contested with the likes of Leicester and that coming into it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that battle plays out but um, um we do have to remember that since arsenal's last um premier league uh win title win it has been raining so uh <laughs> <laughs> we mustn't forget that it's been raining so. yeah. <laughs> my personal favorite moment from arsenal fan tv so um yeah no no i i do i'd like it. i mean the 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 youth that's coming through arsenal at the moment is just oh, so exciting i mean yeah I mean, I'm not a big Arsenal fan. Um, obviously, so being a Brentford fan for as long as I have, uh, my granddad's second team. So he's always like watching the Premier League, but obviously we've not been able to watch Brentford every single week. So he's grown an affinity to Arsenal. Um, and that means I've really disliked Arsenal because I'm like, no, you support just Brentford and you shouldn't have a Premier League team. And um, yeah, so over the years I've sort of uh, got, I was like, no, 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 you can't support Arsenal, you can't support Arsenal as well. And then... Um, yeah, this year with all the players coming through, well, and last year to be fair, like Saka and Smith Rowe. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, it's just so nice to watch. So, um, my so I have an opinion, but I would love to know your opinion. Ramsdale. 
Yeah, no, start the season, I was happy with us signing him for two reasons. A, I'm a huge football manager fan. (laughs) (laughs) So I retweeted a lot um, when he started to perform well. And also, you kind of need two goalkeepers in a squad, right? And he was better than what we had there before in Runnison. And so I looked at Ramsdale and I thought, well, the way we are trying to play football from the back, trying to distribute from the back, he's a, he was a good passer when he was playing at Sheffield United and Bournemouth. Uh, but his shot stopping was was obviously a concern. And uh, when he came, I was happy. I was happy because it makes our squad better. And uh, Leno has been mailing it in since he got injured. And it was incredible that we didn't sell him rather than Martinez, but it is what it is. And I think Ramsdale has been excellent. I think he'll go from strength to strength. I think he will become England's number one because I don't really see who else can kind of do the things he does because from what I've seen so far, I believe he's a better shot stopper than Pickford. So I think um, Ramsford, uh, Ramsford, sorry, Ramsdale is going to have a sticky period as all goalkeepers do and a lot depends on how he bounces back. But I think he has that mentality. You know, he, he loves being there. He's already become a bit of a kind of a, a cult hero. I went to the game against Watford a few weeks ago and they were singing Ramsdale songs. And it's very rare to have a player get a song so soon with Arsenal. But uh, he's really impressed us. And it could have been seven or eight, Cam, if it wasn't for some of those good saves he made. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I personally am a fan of him. Tom's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not the biggest Ramsdale fan yet. I mean... uh, I'm no, I'm. I, let's be honest, I'm not. But um, I also think the fact that he's 23 years old means there's a lot of time for him to learn and become mm. a better keeper. I do think exactly. that. I I, th- I think what more frustrates me is the fact that it isn't it isn't a Ramsdale thing. It's a classic English media thing where there's a young keeper and he gets absolutely massively bigged up. Like for example, I thought the free kick save against Leicester was fantastic. I thought it was a very good save. But people were saying, oh, it's the save save of the season already. It's the best save he'll ever be made. And it's like it was good, but it wasn't that quite that good. I agree with you. And then I feel Actually, like some. Yeah. yeah, and then I feel like some of the saves against Liverpool I thought were very, very good. But I also thought that they were saves that he also should have made. I mean, if he doesn't make them, I actually thought for the first goal, I think the first goal, he might he should have done slightly better because it sort of bounces just over his hand and it's like well, he's got there, but it's almost like he tries to palm it around the post. Yeah, I think what uh, he was trying to do, he was almost trying to do a Gordon Banks where he was yeah, trying to palm it over the bar. Yeah, when he was almost like trying to be a bit too yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like he'll get there with those sort of things, but I think... I think it's then the media goes, oh, you know, he's um, he's the best keeper in the world, and it's like, well, I got... like I saw a Sky Sports post the other day of saying he's the he's the, currently the English Edison. I was like, guys, you know, chill out. <laughs> we can't <laughs> help it, can we? Our no, media are just the worst. <laughs> they absolutely are the worst. So, um, from an FPL point of view, how many Arsenal players do you own? Uh, two. Two. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually looked at your team. Uh, Smith Rowe one. Yeah, absolutely. And then is Ramsdale the other? Yeah, well done. Okay. Happy with that? Is there going to be a, is there time for a third coming in at the moment? No, no, Jesus, Jesus, guys, <laughs> guys, like, I want to, I want, I want to do well. Yeah, yeah I want to do well. <laughs> I want to do well. You know, I, I don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I'm like, I want to, I want to win. So, yeah. no, funny story. Win. Last season, I removed all my Arsenal players by February, and I think I went up like six hundred thousand places. <laughs> so. <laughs> How, how are you doing this season and, and this game week just gone then? So matching Arsenal, it was a bit of an annihilation for me. <laughs> uh, so I went I went into the game week very happy, 107k, two free transfers, took out Vardy and Aspilicueta, who's just been sitting on my bench 
But luckily, Livermento was getting those points for me, so I was very fortunate. Bought in Harry Kane and Mitchell. And all I thought to myself is, because I don't have a Chelsea player this week, Leicester, just do me a favour. Just do me a favour. Take it easy. And they were like, nah, Ray, it's all right. So I got, <laughs> I got battered. I got a terrible 57 points, I think it was, or 55 points, and dropped from 107k to 197k. Uh, funnily enough, I still think it's a very good rank to be at this stage of the season because I was I was telling Tom earlier that I kind of have this uh, weekly retrospective where I compare this season to last season because this is my third year playing FPL. And this time last season, I was 1.3 million mm. and I finished 33K. So, you know, there's no need to panic at the moment, but uh, I think I need to get in Chilwell or James. ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you boys saw that um, terrible FPL takes earlier today. I know Tom replied directly to the tweet itself, but that fellow who said that uh, if you're outside the top five, 500k, just give up, basically. <laughs> I saw it. And yeah. everyone went in on it. <laughs> Understandably so, but yeah. Yeah, but I spend most of my life outside the top 500k, so <laughs> it's like, what, what's what's the point even? So, uh, although to be fair, to this up to maybe like last year, this yeah, the first time maybe I'm taking it a bit more seriously. So, but I, say, I think my team probably over the last like six years was maybe like two percent template. I think probably at, at best. So, yeah, maybe this year, maybe this year will do well. Um, yeah. So, should we get on to a bit of a snowmare avoid? Yeah. Um, so Snogmarrow Void is one of the games we play on this pod. Uh, quite a simple concept. We recommend a player that we'd like to snog, so that's someone we want to have in for the next two to three, four or five weeks maybe. Uh, a marry is someone we want for the long term, maybe the entire season. Uh, and an avoid is someone who we think is either overhyped or just should generally steer clear of. Um, so Ray, as as our esteemed guest, would you like to go first with your snog this week? I don't know about esteem, but I'll give you a snug. Uh, <laughs> I have been advocating him on threads for the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. And the reason for that is because when I look at Conte, the way he unlocked Diego Costa at Chelsea, Lukaku at Inter Milan, uh, his um, kind of uh, analytical uh, feedback during the Euros about how he'd play Kane, be more devastating around the area. Um, I think, Kane's time might come and what I saw yesterday now there was he's been so terrible you know he could have done anything and pretty much performed better than previously minus the Newcastle game is I'm seeing that kind of drive and passion to actually really get involved and start to return for the team and with games against Burnley Brentford with all due respect Tom but (laughs) but no respect really and then Norwich uh, I certainly feel like those are the three games where you know he's a bit of a short-term asset and if he keeps performing, keep him. If not, it's very easy to jump off him and go to Ronaldo, where Manchester United start that incredible run. So for me, it'd be Harry Kane. Yeah, I definitely do like those short-term fixtures. I twitched a little bit every single time the ball came his way yesterday because I was like, I've seen quite a few people have taken the, the early jump and got him in this week. And it could have been a very damaging on rank if he had scored. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, he obviously had those seven in two, which everyone loved in the international break. Um, well documented that that was against Albania and San Marino, but that could be the catalyst for his season. Um, and as you yeah. say, Conte has really got a great track record of turning strikers into world beaters. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that as a pick. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Jonas, uh, with the fixtures they've got, you can't go too far. I'm, I've gone Son over Kane. Um, I just think he potentially. I don't think Kane was been in the most amazing form, and obviously you get the price saving on Son. That's really where I was sitting, mm-hmm. sitting on it because um, it's allowed me to get in my snog, which we're talking about in a minute. But um, yeah, my the price saving. That's the only reason I've gone Son over Kane purely. Uh, but yeah, like you said yesterday, I mean yesterday, either of them could have could have uh, could have scored. I mean, yeah. what Son hit the crossbar, Kane hit the post. Yeah. Kane had a few shots that were well saved. And I mean, next yeah. up, they've got Burnley away, who uh, Kane lo- absolutely loves playing, particularly in the Christmas period. I remember one year he had a he scored a hat-trick and I captained him for 34 points. So I, I don't know why that one always sticks out. But um, he is, yeah, uh, formidable against that sort of opposition. So could be time for him to go big. Tom, you alluded to your snog. Who is it? Yeah, so my snog is someone that's been incredibly poor over the last five game weeks, but someone I don't think people should quite give up on yet is Jamie Vardy. Um, they've been getting a pretty good battering over the last few weeks. They just sort of haven't really done anything, and and Vardy himself has done absolutely literally nothing. But for me, it's like, and if everyone's been talking about Harry Kane, but Harry Kane over the last five weeks had done up until the Albania San Marino game not too much really um some of Leicester's games have been well obviously Chelsea on the weekend which was pretty poor um against Leeds he did barely anything uh, he didn't play again in the in the Europa League uh, they got a good battering against Arsenal and they've just been a little bit in and out of form but the thing that it, the thing is it's 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 Vardy and it, he's one of those players that by the end of the season he will be on 20 odd goals and he goes on that little run where He'll score four goals in sort of five games and then he'll have a, a, like a very dry spell, which I think a lot of people sort of usually then get him in for. And then he'll go on another run of sort of games. And with the fixture he's got, I just think that if uh, I've got him at the moment, I'm, I won't be selling him. And I think there's potential that he just has a little bit of run. And, and with the games they've got coming up, I mean, um, yeah, obviously got Watford uh, up next and then they've got some other teams in the Premier League, which... I can't Southampton, really Villa, that. Newcastle, Thank Spurs, <laughs> Everton, <laughs> Everton. Yeah, they're all they're all games where he can definitely score against. And I just, for me, I, I'm going to, I've got him, and I'm going to be sticking with him um, because, and and again, I think like what Ray said, you know, he's expensive enough where if it really goes to shit, then I can get him out, and with a few extra mil, I can bring in Ronaldo or 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 another. Um, but yeah, I just don't hate him being there at the moment with the fixtures they've got. Yeah, I mean, I also own him. Um, and at the very least, I'll be keeping him for another week, if not two. Um, I've I've owned him at all the wrong times this year. So I had him for the first part of the season, then got rid because I wanted to double up on... Well, I wanted to have Lukaku when I saw... Sorry, Ray, but him tear apart Arsenal's back line. Um, and he obviously then... <laughs> I don't like the agenda of this show. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not an agenda. It's just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I then got rid of him, and that's when he went on his goal scoring run 12, 2, 8, 11, 8, 8. And then I got him in again, and he's not scored since then. So I'm, gonna, I'm determined to own him for a goal this season, um, and hopefully it's in the next few weeks. But yeah, I think he deserves, because of his prowess, a few more weeks at the very least. Yeah, and everyone forgets he's currently the joint second top scorer. Um, just because he's on a bit of a dry spell at the moment. Um, he's actually scored more goals this year than Antonio, who I know also is on a bit of a dry spell at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not unheard of that 
Jamie Vardy turns up and, and scores two or three in, in any said game. So I'll be keeping him for a while. And I mean, I don't know whether it's a snog where I'm condoning getting him in. I mean, it's more of one if you've got him, don't get rid of him just yet. Because A, I don't think there's that many other great options apart from maybe Harry Kane. Um, but I'd say, you know, you're jumping from Kane to Vardy or Vardy to Kane. It's sort of... Um, Either way, it could bite you horribly if you did jump from one to the other, maybe. so. Well, that's what I did as well, isn't it? Oh, did you? Uh, You've gone from Vardy to Kane, have you? I went from Vardy to Kane with the, with my two free transfers just uh, game week past because I think probably a bit like you, Cam, is uh, Lukaku got injured and then we brought him in for the four games, isn't it? Brentford, Arsenal, Leeds and Chelsea. And I've just, I haven't seen anything from him. Mm. And, you know, I, I know fixtures are king. And I do agree with that. I think it's like 70-30 fixtures over four, but... You gotta give me something, and Vardy is just flat, flattered to de- flattered to deceive. And if you kept him for the Chelsea game, which I didn't, then surely you gotta keep him for this run Absolutely, because uh, on paper the fixtures are excellent. And like Tom, you rightly said, is it's quite it's not too difficult to wrangle Vardy into someone like Ronaldo, Lukaku in two moves. So um, yeah. yeah. Could do it. Yeah. I think the thing is that Leicester themselves, like as a team, haven't been great. Um and Vardy obviously in his pomp was, you know, feeding off service into the channels and stuff. Um, he's become a bit more selective with his movement and things uh, as he's got a bit older, but he does kind of rely on the service from his teammates and Leicester as a whole haven't been very productive this year. So he has suffered a bit of, a bit from that of late. Um, but it, it will it will be interesting because they did look a much. I mean, the first half they got absolutely destroyed, but like second half they took off Lookman and Barnes and brought on a second striker and put in Madison in the back, and they did look much better. Um, so whether they stick with, I mean, they, they look much better against the Chelsea team who just sort of dominated the game, but they did look a little bit better, and there was a few chances there. But um, it's weird. It's weird that like I, I'm still trying to qu- challenge myself into why Rogers isn't playing a three five two because that's what got him to. Those uh, fantastic heights of last season, which included winning the FA Cup against mm. Chelsea yeah, exactly. with a three-five-two. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I think he's so keen to play Barnes. Yeah, that... exactly. Now he's about to say he was so good last year, and it was like when yeah. he got injured, it was like okay, we ha- we can't play him, so therefore we will play three-five-two. And then that was like oh, and now that's working really well. But now they've got all the players back. It's like I think he wants to get Barnes in because if Barnes can recapture some of that form, like I say, I had him in at the start of the season. I'm sure as as a, a lot of people had Harvey Barnes, yeah. um, who did not score an equaliser. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll I see. <laughs> Cam, yeah, slightly slightly cheaper down the road from uh, Vardy and Kane. Uh, my snog, and it really is a very short term snog, is um, Raúl Jiménez. Um, with those two fixtures coming up next, Norwich away, Burnley at home. Um, he started the season not too great, uh, but in his past four games, he's got three goal involvements, two goals and an assist. Um, you know, he's he's recovered from his head injury, thankfully. Um, pretty much had 90 minutes in all but one game this season. Um, and going back to what Rob was talking about last week, talisman theory, he is Wolves talisman. Um, and as I say, with those two really nice fixtures coming up, I think at 7.8 mil and only 11% owned, he is a, a good short-term punt if you've got the means to kind of bring him in and get him out quickly again. Or if you already have him, then definitely keep him. Short and sweet. Yeah, so I had Jimenez. Um, so Jimenez, he's just Mr. Solid, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's reliable, you know, he'll average you 
four points, four to five points each game, really, which is fantastic when really you multiply it. You know, you're looking around the 200 mark, which is fantastic for someone in his price range. And I just think you can't go wrong with him, no matter who he plays. And I agree with you. The next two fixtures, Norwich and Burnley, are fantastic. After that, if you have... Yeah, after that, you get rid of him. <laughs> I was just having a look now. Yeah, get rid of him after that. Because <laughs> the fixtures start to get a little bit dicey. But um, yeah, Raul, Raul Jimenez is... He's a fantastic FPL asset throughout the years. Yeah. So I'm so happy he's back and playing again. Absolutely. Definitely. What a man. Marries. Um so yeah, someone we want for a bit longer term. Uh Ray, do you want to kick us off again? Who we who are you getting in for the long term? Yeah, he's a guy that I've realized uh since he's been a Liverpool player from last season, I keep doing the hokey pokey with him. I like to take him out, bring him back in, take him out for a hit, bring him back in. We have this weird relationship. But I have to go with uh, Diogo Jota. And for my friends who will probably listen, hopefully, it's Jota, not Hotter, because oh, Jay yeah. is pronounced in Portuguese because they were having an argument with me. So I'm putting them on blast. Anyway, <laughs> so in 11 appearances, he's got six returns, you know, five goals and assists. And whenever I watch the guy, he's just dynamite. You know, he's always involved. And with Firmino, even when he comes back, he'll still need to find match sharpness. By the time he's probably back and running again, the AFCON's up. So I think Jota is a player I absolutely want in the next two game weeks. I'm even tempted to get him in at a hit, maybe this game week. But uh, I think Diego Jota, you can't go wrong because Liverpool are the best attack in the league and he's priced so well that uh, it's just a gift that we shouldn't ignore. So yeah, Jota. Yeah, I I completely agree with you um, 100%. I mean, I think a lot of people... We're talking earlier, like, oh, if Bobby comes back to fitness, then he's not really a great option. But he's a 7.5 million player who plays, even when Bobby was fit, was playing the majority of the games. Mm. Um, and he's playing for the best, one of, if not the best attack in the league at the moment. So I, I yeah, concur and agree. And he will be coming back into my team after I got rid of him a few weeks ago when obviously it all went a little bit. No one was really sure. But yeah, he's coming back to my team very, very soon. Yeah, love Diego. For someone so short, I don't know how he's so good in the air, but um, <laughs> he's got a spring like Ronaldo, and when he actually gets his head on it, he's uh, he's yeah, re- really lethal and direct. So I-, I love him as a player. Well, Tom, we're gonna double team this Mary. Um, don't know how we've not talked about him, about him in any more detail than this, but uh, goes without saying that our Mary for this this week is Reese James. Um, I don't know if I personally will bring him in, which sounds a bit crazy. Um, but I quite like the balance of my team and I already have three three premium defenders in Cancelo, Trent and Chilwell. Um, I know you've got all four. yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy prior to last week had 41 points in three game weeks. Did he get 12 last time out, was it? Yeah, 12. So now he's got 53 uh, and four. Yeah, three bonuses. I think he's the highest scoring defender per um like appearance, Point. if that makes sense. And he's only okay. had obviously he's only played five games. Yeah. I mean, I was I didn't get to watch the um Chelsea Leicester game, but I kind of followed along the text on the app. Um and every single update was someone assist uh someone shot James or Chilwell assist. James or Chilwell shot so and so assist like they were consistently and have been consistently involved in their attacking play. I tweeted over the weekend that the two of them together are pretty much like Trent and Robbo were two years ago. Um, the output that they're achieving week on week is just crazy. 
four defenders. Um, and we always justify having one of or both of Trent and Robbo at the price that they are by saying they're basically midfielders who then get the added bonus of a clean sheet. And Chelsea are one of, if not the best defensive teams in terms of their record this year, in terms of clean sheets, etc. Um, so that argument equally holds for them. You know, they're going to rock up with four points every now and then from a clean sheet and probably a goal or assist every two to three games. So, um, yeah, James is Chelsea's top scorer, which is ridiculous at the minute. So for six mil, I think he's gone up to today now. I don't see why you wouldn't have him in your team for the whole season. Yeah, they've conceded four goals all season and they've scored 30. Crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and I think with all the assists on the weekend, I think James' assist was probably the best. To be fair, so tilting, (laughs) literally a sideways pass. Kante Uh, dribbles at the half, at the half, at the halfway line as well, and then Kante dribbles through the entire team and absolutely bangs it from outside (laughs) the box. I mean, the the lesson many and then he gets maximum bonus off that as well. (laughs) And Chilwell has two shots saved. Leicester were definitely Leicester were definitely thinking like, oh, it's only in Gola Kante. He's not going to shoot. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to shoot. Oh, oh, he scored. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, it wasn't the greatest assist, but I mean, he could have had points in a lot of other positions in that game. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, it's always one of those where you get a defender in. I'd say mainly for his clean sheet points, and then anything he gets additional to that is always a bonus. I don't know. Do you agree with that or no? Do you disagree with that? That's how I've always seen it. Pretty As a much. defender, you always yeah. go, oh, I, get, I get personally a defender in clean sheets. And then anything they can add to that is bonus. And so you get a, a, a player who's what conceded four goals all season. And then add, to add to that, he takes a ridiculous amount of shots. He passes the ball incredibly well. Um, and the same can be said for Chilwell as well. The same can be said for um, yeah, Cancelo. I'd even say maybe Walker could be in the, in the talking at some point. I mean, if he does... Was he? Did he play? He played. Yeah, he played on the weekend, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he I mean, did. he seems relatively nailed. Trent and I'm going to say Simicast actually over Robbo at the moment. I mean, I mean, we're talking obviously short term for for Simicast, but he also looks really good when he plays. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's, yeah, there's I mean, six, I probably players there, and all of them are probably wouldn't go for Walker. I don't think he's got the proven attacking output, so it's more than when you can have alternatives like James Chilwell, Cancelo, Trent who are, you know, got a track record of attacking output, when you consider that those sorts of teams are definitely going to produce similar sort of defensive returns, then what differentiates them? Well, they, they get more attacking returns. So I wouldn't go for Walker in that scenario. But yeah. if you're looking for a differential, then yeah, why not? But Ray, how many, how many wing-backs do you want at the moment? Well, I mean, if I could add to that as well, I think this season... Um, the nailed analogy people that use for defenders has just got thrown out the window because uh, I'm a safety first kind of guy, especially with defence. I'd rather go for the players who are more like likely to play, i.e. Diaz and Rudiger yeah. Yeah. or Aspilicueta. And that's just yeah. been thrown completely out. I've had Diaz and Aspilicueta together for like five weeks now. And I think um, they've made three <laughs> starts between them. So I think that can be completely thrown out now. And you want to look at the assets who... Of course, you hope to play, but when they do play, you expect absolute explosive whores, i.e. the likes of Cancelo, Trent, uh, Reese James and uh, Chilwell. At the moment, I have Trent and Cancelo, but it's just not enough. I, I-, I need to get uh, the Chelsea ones quickly. And I've been a huge advocate for big at the back. 
but I actually went off big at the back so I could bring in Harry Kane. But uh, I think if you're in a position where you have all four, you just keep them. You just keep them all season until something maybe radical could happen with an injury or suddenly loss of form. But I think what Cam said is completely true, that I think James and Chile at the moment are Trent and Robert from two years ago, and you're saving so much money as well. So, yeah, if you have them, keep them. If you don't have them, make sure you get at least one. Otherwise, it's going to destroy your rank. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I didn't own James this week, um, and pretty much like he's how much percentage owned is he now? Is he uh twenty odd still? Twenty six and a half. Twenty six and a half. So you know that's still you know not the majority of the game, but in terms of that dreaded stat or stat metric, whatever it is, EO, that pretty much everyone I'm three hundred and fifty odd k. I think anyone in and around my rank and above has. James, you know, the percentages yeah, yeah. that don't have him are lower down the field, basically. Um, the unfortunate thing now with the Chelsea defenders is if you only own one, then I think you don't want them to keep a clean sheet or something stupid now because yeah. of the stats. It's it's a bit horrible, but um, luckily I own two. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this rolls in quite nicely to my avoid, so I'm going to go straight into that, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, avoid. So just my favorite part every single week. Um, my avoid this week is uh, Regulon um, for literally every reason we've just said about the other four that you can own. Um, why would you own the Tottenham defender who is, a, a, yes, incredibly attacking, but they don't keep any clean sheets? Um, yeah. He is five. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, at the moment, personally, at this moment in time, I would not be owning Regulon. He is 5.1 million, so he is quite a lot cheaper than. Um, then obviously the the others, um, I'd say to be honest, getting in the four that we've mentioned, if you wanted those four or three, if you wanted one from each, and then having Livermento or someone like that. I know Livermento's actually gone up to a silly amount of money now as well. Mm. Um, for me, just he's not worth five point one million at the moment because I know he scored obviously on the weekend. Um, but for me, I just think there's the 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 four we've mentioned previously. Um, Everyone talking about obviously Livermento as as a fifth bench filler, but I'm sure there's other 4.5 million ones you could stick on the bench if you wanted that. And and there's obviously a lot of midfield choice as well this year. So for me, having spending that bit of extra money on a player that for me doesn't at the moment, as Cam said, yet is getting the clean sheets. Yes, he gets some of the attacking returns, but I don't think it's you know he's not going to score a goal every week. Um, that's where the likes of Harry Kane and, and Son and even Lucas Moura come into the fold rather than Regulon. Yeah, I mean, I think people will definitely be skewed by the goal he scored this week. Um, I do sometimes forget like how small FPL Twitter can be, and that I saw quite what seemed to me like quite a few people bringing him in this week, but in reality, not that many people own him. But he has had so far um, quite a few transfers in. I'll get the actual fifty k pretty yeah fifty k transfers in, which is just stupid. Because he scored one goal. Has he scored a goal in the Prem before that? That's is that his first no, that's Prem goal? First, no. first goal and three assists he's had all year. Yeah, so when you like, compare that to the likes of Reese James, who's had uh, four goals, four, four assists already. Uh, Trent is going to be just ridiculous, isn't it? Well, yeah. One and goal I mean, with his, six assists. His goal was wow. a set-piece rebound. Um, you know, yeah. It's not <laughs> yeah. that it came from the style of play that Tottenham are playing, where he's getting forward and getting in those positions. You know, he was up for a free kick. And fair play to him, a lie to the situation, got in there and knocked it in. But it's not indicative that going forwards he's going to be, you know, a real attacking threat. I think I, I did, you know, interject saying, yeah, I think 
Spurs kept a clean sheet in Conte's first game against Everton, obviously conceded against Leeds last time out. They do have a really nice run of fixtures that we've already talked about in regards to Kane. Um, And Conte is notorious for setting up his teams defensively well. So I think going forwards, he could be a good defensive option. As Ray said, you know, setting your team up uh, kind of safety first. So banking clean sheet points and then anything else is extra. Um, But as we've just said, you know, there are better, more productive defenders out there. Um, So it really is just if you're looking for a differential punt, then I'd go for Regalon. But you know, attacking-wise, he's not going to score a goal every week, that's for sure. Um, and Spurs aren't showing that defensive solidity just yet. So I kind of agree with you for once, Thomas. Good. That's why I, as a first. I do like it when you agree with me. <laughs> I um, agree as well. <laughs> good. <laughs> it says awkward little silences. So I'm like, does someone say something now? <laughs> no, no, we, we, we actually enjoy the awkward silences. It makes it... Um, <laughs> It's one of those where we sort of look at each other and Squirm. obviously we don't record it, the video, we just record the audio. So people are sort of, it makes it, it makes it quite insane because I think people at home go like, is it finished or <laughs> do, do they carry on talking for another hour or, um, yes, yeah, so that's my avoid for the week. Uh, your guys avoids Ray, do you want to, do you want to kick us off on your avoid? Yeah. And I think, um, it kind of harps on what Cam was saying about, um, Possibly engaging players, let alone obviously the Twitter FPL bubble, is a lot smaller than sometimes I realise. It's actually tiny. But Ben Rahama is still over 28% owned, and he has had one return in seven games. And in the next three, West Ham are playing Chelsea and Man City. So if I had him, I would look to get him out as soon as possible. There's so much better value for players who are a lot cheaper. I still like Mbumo. Um, he's always in the right position, but he loves the woodwork. Um, Smithrow, Gallagher, other players, you know, there are a lot of players out there. Or you can even make Ben Rama into uh, Brownhill and look to then go big at the back. So um, I think Ben Rama is someone I would avoid. If I had him, I'd look to get him out as soon as possible. And when West Ham's fixtures turn, which I think is 17-18, where they go through this beautiful run of greens, uh, I'd probably look to bring in someone like Bowen, who's really impressed me. So... Yeah, Ben Rama would be my avoid. Yeah, absolutely agree. I got rid of him a few weeks ago in game week eight now. Uh, kind of that was the final straw for me. He'd had a really productive first part of the season, thought I'd get in on him, and then he just went quiet. Got the one assist against Villa. Um, but yeah, since then, another two blanks. Um, Tom and I, was it last week or was it the week before that we spoke about Bowen being a better asset than Ben Rama? I think last week was Be- uh, Bowen's first blank in five, six, maybe seven games. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the fixtures coming up aren't great. Um, and if if you do want to get West Ham asset in, I'd say either Antonio or Bowen. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, the West Ham just look a little bit flat at the moment. I don't know what's happened or changed. But, I mean, yeah, for the moment, I just, just steer clear. For just for now, I mean, you know, when the fixtures turn and they're not playing uh, Man City and Chelsea and they get that nice little run of green, then, yeah, go back to them and, and yeah, you can always jump on them to get those fixtures. I mean, Antonio's going to be one of those players that will come good again. Everyone's talking about, oh, you know, he's not going to be... That's it, he's done for the year, but I'm pretty sure he'll, uh, he'll yeah, come he'll back. Definitely, so definitely yeah, yeah. be productive. Yeah, all, just... all you have to do is see that absolute world he scored for Jamaica the other day. So, um, yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, my... um. Another kind of ridiculous sort of transferred in knee-jerky reaction from FPL uh, players is Kante. 
Um, yeah, he did score against Leicester, but that is his first, no, second goal this season. He scored against Tottenham. But if we go back through his uh, FPL kind of history, he scored zero goals last year, three the year before, four the year before that, and then one, one, one. So, you know, he scored two this season. He's not, you know, typically an attacking player. So why, uh, how many is it he's actually transferred in? 15,000 straight off the back. I can't remember. Someone was tweeting about it on on the old tweeter. Um, like, just, I think it might have been FPL, mate. He was like, just watch the influx of Kante owners now because he scored. Like, it's not going to be sustainable. So why are you doing it, basically? Um, yeah. I mean, there aren't loads of people. Most of the transfers in this week make sense. But there are a few that just kind of, you, yeah, why? And Kante's I, one I, of them. I blame match of the day for his influx of uh, of people because um, match of the day did a bit of analysis on him that the fact Jorginho is uh, sits back more defensively that um, Kante is allowed to get further forward and I was like you I was like you're having a laugh I was like that is the most ridiculous analysis I've ever seen on bloody match of the day so um, yeah that's uh, yeah I, I completely yeah well we know ridiculous. match of the day aren't great for their insightful analysis no I'm well, sure they make it up as they go along but. Yeah, well, match match today. I've got many bones to pick with match of the day. Uh, one being <laughs> we won't get just, into that. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even bother talking about Brentford. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck off, Gary Lineker. You you're, not, you're not a tool. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting <laughs> for the one. I was waiting for the one Brentford meltdown. I was just, yeah. I was just counting. <laughs> yeah, they did about they did about fifteen minutes on how uh, Newcastle performed. Now they've got a new manager, and then they went, "Oh yeah, Brentford scored three goals." This week. So anyway, moving on to Crystal, and then Thomas. Actually, I'm not even gonna. Not even Brentford focused. The best game of this week was Burnley versus Crystal Palace, and they did about five minutes analysis of uh, why it should have been a red card when it wasn't a red card. I was like, "Fuck's sake!" I was like, "You've actually just missed a cracker of a game." Like you could have analysed how Corne was playing or something like that, and uh, they didn't do that. Anyway, my apologies for that. <laughs> we had to get one in. So there. I'm about to say, if there's not a rant, then it's not really a dummies podcast, is it? So exactly, not one with Tom on it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my weeks off or something. <laughs> one of my weeks off where I've got to go to a spa and recuperate from all the stress that FPL brings me. Well, hopefully this will kind of relax you a little bit. Your favourite part that you've somehow not managed to mention yet, but would you rather? Do you want to give a brief intro into would you rather? Yeah, so um, if you haven't listened to us before, would you rather is basically exactly what it says on the tin. It is would you rather. So it's two players... Um, which Cam has picked this week, which we, me and Ray, do not know uh, who they are at all. Um, and basically, he'll give us two options, and we basically have to go back to him and give our opinions of who we'd rather have. Yeah, quick fire. So I don't want any dilly dallying, just what your instant pick is. And then we can go into a bit more reasoning after that. So uh, this week, um, going for some budget forwards, who would you rather out of Emmanuel Dennis and Adam Armstrong? Emmanuel Armstrong. Dennis for me. Oh, sure. we Ooh, do. I love it. We love a bit of divide. <laughs> go on, go on, Ray. What, what's your reasoning? Uh, I didn't even think about it. I just kind of said it. I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm just going to call one out here. But when I've seen him, I've been quite impressed, actually. And I like yeah. the fact that he shoots on sight. And also, I think with Che Adams, it seems like they're getting quite a little bit of chemistry in place now. And I think they've kind of um, assisted each other the last two or three goals as well. And simply, I like the way Southampton play two up front as well. So he's a player that uh, would interest me. And again, if the fixtures aren't that great, you can kind of bench him. So their way to Liverpool, I'd bench him for that. And then, you know, the likes of Leicester and uh, Brighton and 
Arsenal afterwards, um, you definitely feel like you could get chances. So I'll go with Armstrong. Yeah. Um... Beat that, Tom. <laughs> no, I know. That was, that, was, that was annoyingly good. So... Uh... <laughs> Um, using logic yeah I know I'm about to say what, what is this, about to say, this po- I thought this podcast was just a sort of banter podcast for you know load of shit takes but um, Amanda Dennis I do like him incredibly cheap uh, 5.2 million I mean that is the definition of bench fodder uh, you don't even have to even play him and when he scores 14 points he's so cheap I don't think you even really care um, Watford's fixtures are pretty bad for the next couple of games, if I'm correct. Uh, let me just double yeah, check. I mean they've got Leicester, Chelsea, City in the next three. Yeah, no, it's not it's not great fixtures for them. But then again, oh, actually, I guess to be fair, Man United is probably a green fixture at the moment. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like the fact that, and I've, I've owned him quite a lot this year. Actually, I think he only just came out on my wild card in uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and he, and he has actually returned quite quite well for me this year. So I've got a bit of affinity towards him, Charles. That's why I picked him. He's on fifty four points for the season. I know that's been skewed by the fourteen pointer on the weekend, but I mean forty points for a player uh, for a, for a team that you know everyone's talking about isn't playing particularly well. Um, yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, so yeah, slightly cheaper than Armstrong. He isn't playing that upfront striker role. He's playing more on the left hand side, which obviously is negative for him. Um, but he does seem to be pretty nailed on. I think. I don't think he's getting too much of a benching. Um, so yeah, that's that's enough rambling. I think on that. Yeah, I mean he's got nine goal involvements this year, four goals and five assists. Um, he's very. Exp- this is Dennis, by the way. Um, he's very explosive. So. Uh, a goal and assist in the first game week against Villa, then nothing for three weeks. Single goal against Norwich, nothing for three weeks again. A goal and two assists against Everton in 26 minutes. Um, and then another goal and two assists, this time in 90 minutes against Man United. So his his uh, points have come in short spurts. Um, but as you say, for 5.2 mil, he's the sort of guy that you just have on your bench, well, depending on the makeup of your team, if you've got two kind of biggest strikers then he just sits on your bench kind of ticking away and when you need him to come in because you've not got great well everyone's going to have four premium wing backs at the minute but if you've got a fixture that you don't like for a week then you can drop a defender and bring on a, and make a third striker um uh, and to be honest he does actually have the same amount of goals as Ronaldo at the moment and three yeah. more assists so therefore he may be the second coming of Cristiano Ronaldo well we all know who's the better player don't we Emmanuel Dennis yeah and I mean, well, I think Armstrong's got more goal involvements than Emmanuel Dennis than um, Ronaldo this year as well. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> wouldn't, um, wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I mean, comparing the two teams, Watford have 16 goals this year. Southampton only have 11. So, you know, if you're going to put your money, even if Watford aren't going to win games, they seem to score goals. Um, so Dennis might be a good kind of, yeah, attacking returner. Do you throw in Josh King in that as well, though? Is what I would just say because I think he's leading the line a little bit on that one. Yeah, I don't know about um, King. He obviously had that hat trick against Everton, which kind of skews his stats. I mean, a hat trick is a hat trick; you can't really complain. But he's not had his his goal involvement spread out throughout the season. As I say, they all kind of came against Everton, so he has, you know, in terms of goals scored, he's got the same amount as Dennis, but that all came in one game. So I don't know if you can. Yeah. And he is slightly he does, more expensive. He, but he does also have uh, more goal involvements than Ronaldo. So, again, you know. We all know who the better player is. Josh King and Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Mid-price midfielders. Who would you rather, Jota or Bernardo Silva? Jota. Jota. Nice and easy. 
I don't. We can talk about it a bit if you want. Obviously, Ray already spoke about him, but uh, can do a bit of comparison between the two. I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, last season, um, I jumped on Gundogan pretty pretty early when KDB got um, injured and kind of wrote an analysis about one of his performances where he was literally acting as a false nine and getting into all those attacking areas. And it feels almost like Bernardo's almost taking that role sometimes as well with his late penetrating runs. And he's such a fabulous footballer, Bernardo Silva. For me, he should have always been in the middle of the park simply because of how he can control the play and control the flow of the game. So Jota is definitely the choice, but I think Bernardo deserves a mention because he's been fabulous, not only playing in, in football, but as an FPL asset, he's really impressed me with some of his returns. And I think he is, if Guardiola picked an 11 when everyone's fit, I I don't know how, but I feel Bernardo's in there. I feel that. I agree with you. I think he's I think he was a bit more rotation heavy towards the end of I mean last year, but this year just seems to be uh, I mean he just well I mean sorry, uh, a couple of years ago he was a bit more rotation heavy. Last year obviously he was I think in and out and then this year he just looks really good. Um my plan at the moment actually is ironic you speak about them both is because my plan is in three game weeks' time is to move to both of them. Um so I'm actually planning on getting them both in uh, for some for their both of their runs, uh, looking pretty tasty. So once Tottenham have had their little run in, uh, the reason I went for Son over Kane is because my Son then gets downgraded to either Jota or uh, Bernardo, and then my Rafinha is going up to Jota or Bernardo. So that's the, that's the current game plan. Um, I think both are really good options. The only reason I go Jota over Bernardo is because I can see Jota being more of a just with how Pep is and with Christmas coming, Bernardo just seems to be one of those players that I'm getting him in with the full ex- full expectation of him. I will have him benched several times throughout the year. So, whereas Jot is one of those players that, I mean, even not, I think it's one of those where if Bernardo's benched, I don't think he comes on. Whereas I think if Jot is benched, there's potentially he comes on towards the end and we all know what he can do in, in 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I mean, he can score goals and especially with that Liverpool team. I mean, if he comes on, he's coming on to prove himself to that he's, he starts above Bobby. So yeah, I'd probably go Jota over Bernardo for those reasons. Yeah. I mean, I guess in that situation, obviously Liverpool's bench isn't quite as got the same depth as cities. So if Klopp needs someone to come on, Jota's not really got the same competition that Bernardo does. You know, Pep can choose from Mares, Grealish, Sterling, you know, ridiculous uh, abundance of riches. Um, Bernardo has started the past seven games on the bounce and played all 90 minutes in all of them. He's got uh, four goal involvements in his past five games. Um, yeah, I mean, even though outside of those seven games that he started, he's played... Yeah, he started... Actually, no, he started 11 of the past 12 games and only in two of those games has he not finished the match. So he seems to have somehow nailed down a place this year in Pep's team. I know they've had a lot of injuries this year, um, but he doesn't seem to be quite so rotation risk. And now I've jinxed it, and he's definitely not going to play next week. But I've realised have you have you only used Bernardo in this Would You Rather this week because you said you'd marry him last week, and me and Rob said that we basically would prefer Foden and Foden got one point. No, I mean I, I was going for you know players in and around the same sort of price range and just kind of some interesting comparisons. So it is totally coincidental. But yeah, I was right, and you and Rob were both wrong. If we're going to okay. go that, that way, then we may as well. Um, but no, I do like I'm similar to you, Tom. I do have a plan to have both of them at some point. I'm just very wary of the pep roulette coming into effect. So 
yeah, I think Josh that's why, probably that's, is the choice. That's why you stick Livermento on the bench, so he's guaranteed six points every week. Apart from the week that you started, from the, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't start him. So <laughs> the first, I tweeted about that as well. I was like, oh, I'm going to start him, and you know what's going to happen? Back <laughs> <laughs> on the bench, away. you go. Always away. <laughs> um, all right. So the final one, uh, we've talked about one of them very briefly again, but Ronaldo or Kane? Ronaldo. Ray. It's a tough one, sorry. Nah. I'm not it's quick fire. I'm think, yeah. it's, it's not quick fire, it's a slow burn. <laughs> um, I'll go with Harry Kane with what I said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think Ronaldo, purely because, and, and as, as, as we, we go back to the classic, but it's Ronaldo. Um, there's literally one person that's been dragging them through fixtures over the last... I know I've been just, you know, taking the piss out of the fact that he's not actually had that many goal involvements, but if you look in the Champions League and how he's performing and how he's actually playing, I think there's... He is he is the one that sort of will get goals there. I think United haven't been playing fantastic, but I think they've been still scoring goals going forward. I mean, um, they've not been that awful at the back. Spurs are still for me a little bit of a an inconsistency. I, I, to be honest, I ended up going Son a little bit bandwagony if everyone else was doing it, and I felt like it was the right thing to do. But maybe it, it wasn't on that point. I don't know if I, like Spurs just haven't you know they haven't quite got there yet. Um, obviously, United will have potentially a new manager bounce when Steve Bruce comes in. So um, yeah, I, I, I think I just I go on Ronaldo rather than Kane at this moment in time. That was really there was no reason there really was there. <laughs> I mean, it was just I mean, a lot of talking. I mean, Cam, when you ask a question, I mean, the funny thing is, I'm looking to go Kane to Ronaldo in 16. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's like a weird concoction of a question because I'm like, well, I'm kind of having both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, I mean, short term Kane, but long term Ronaldo. But I answered Kane, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like those fixtures for Ronaldo from 15 onwards, it's just a sea of green, um, and if. Whoever comes in, whether that's Carrick who stays for a few more weeks or another manager, we've seen today that it might be Poch. Um, mm. He said he's open to, to the approach, which is, <laughs> to be honest, I think it's a bit stupid if Poch leaves PSG mid-season. But anyway, we'll talk about that separately. Um, yeah, those look like really nice fixtures for Ronaldo. Um, and even though you know he blanked four games in the bounce between West Ham and Spurs, He's still got six goal involvements in 12 games, which obviously isn't Ronaldo sort of levels, but that's still a modest sort of output. You probably expect more for 12.4 mil, but it's not awful. And our, and United haven't played very well in those runner games. So He hasn't played all 12, has he? Because he came... Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he came off the bench against Everton, but other, other than that, he's that had... game before was his first, was his first yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, he's not played yeah, in all yeah. season. Sorry. Yes. Um yeah, he so didn't play till Newcastle game before. Eight games. Yeah. So six returns in yeah. the bus. It's impressive, really. Yeah. It's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. It's not Trent. It's not Trent. Uh, you know. <laughs> Who is? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tom. You've been doing these little digs about Ronaldo. What's up? Or get all pod. Oh no, I I, I haven't but, to be honest, I, I'm not for I've me, got I him, Cam. I've got him. I wasn't expecting this question. Um <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of 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 the value he is, and obviously, be nice not playing particularly well. I'm sort of, to be honest, I'm debating whether I even get him in for this run of fixtures because I think he will score, but I think I can have better combinations with less value. 
So, for example, obviously Salah's been absolutely ridiculous this year, and he's obviously justified his twelve point. What was he now? Twelve point nine or thirteen now? Thirty million. So, um, yeah. Uh, whereas obviously Ronaldo's not quite reached that level. Uh, same with Lukaku. Obviously, that's another person that we're sort of if he comes back and he starts firing. But they're just I, at the moment they're not justifying that value for me. And and like I said, I think I'd rather at the moment go spend that money on Jota and Bernardo. Um, which well, that's that's fifteen million, so it's two point five mil more than what Ronaldo is. I mean, and at the moment, I can see Jota and Bernardo Silva score, outscoring Ronaldo for the next fixtures. I mean, they've also got really nice fixtures, Man City, um, and it's sort of which one of those do you pick as well? And for me, it, you know, if I go Ronaldo, it prices me out of those moves and it keeps me on sort of five point five, five point six million midfield options. Um, so that's my issue with Ronaldo, Ray. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just an arrogant arsehole, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's no. a good point you make is you do play in combinations, isn't it? You can never say it's Antonio versus Ronaldo, like someone told me. I'm like, well, it's Ronaldo and who versus yeah. Antonio and who? Because you Ronaldo you've got to play and Brownhill. <laughs> yeah, it's Ronaldo and Brownhill versus Antonio and Jota. Well, and you go for option two, and you have money left over. So yeah, you're exactly. quite right. That's yeah. that's the only my only reason, John. So I'd, obviously, he's an unbelievable footballer, um, and to be honest, there'll be definitely if I don't get him in, there'll be a week I went. I wish I got Ronaldo in. But I think over the course of the season, I don't think he's going to be like a top scorer this season. I don't, you know, I think he's going to be very consistent, have a very good return. But I think it's going to be almost like he'll probably hit double figures for both. But it's can I get double figures from other combinations like you just said, which I think I probably can find somewhere. Or maybe, or maybe not, and I'll just go back out to the top one mil and it's fine. I'll just uh, live live my life as a recluse instead. <laughs> so no change then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically, just exactly, exactly why I'm a little, 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 little hermit. So, little hermit. Tom. That was a seriously quick fire uh, striker comparison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, um, that's what you rather than. That is summed up. Thank you very much, Cam. That was, uh, yeah, annoyingly delightful. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll change it up a little bit. So we had we got asked a question on Twitter. Um, you know, being being the fact we had the marvellous man himself, Ray, on this week. Uh, people actually decided to give us a question. So, um, Ray, I'll pose it to you because I think that makes the most sense. Um, with the recent changes of management in the Prem, should we target these teams? Uh, sorry, this was from Maxi Arsenal FPL. Uh, yeah, Max is on the on the Reactions pod with FPL Reactions as well, Lewis, and, and that's also quite a nice little listen um, if you haven't listened to the guys over there. Um, but yeah, with the recent changes in management, should we target these teams that aim to own their players? Obviously, with Norwich and Villa winning on the weekend and a draw with Newcastle, will the same follow in the next few weeks at United, do you think? The two questions in there, really. Do, will, you, will you target any of those teams? I guess Villa, Norwich and Newcastle were the three that, that Max uh, alluded to. And then obviously, do we think the same will happen at, at United as well, with, with Michael Carrick being in charge? Yeah, so for the lower teams, I I, I still I, I don't really care who's managing. I just look at the fixture and I think is there potential for me to hold there, so I'll attack that fixture accordingly. But then again, I'm kind of contradicting that by going for Harry Kane because of Conte. Yeah. So uh, I feel because Conte is such a world class manager, I just feel he'll unlock Kane, and Kane's a world class player. Um, and in the well, the second question, I think I've kind of answered it almost, haven't I, indirectly in regards to Carrick for United. And again, I always go back to harp on fixtures are king. And with those Manchester United fixtures, even if they have Michael Carrick managing them, I will still likely bring in Ronaldo. So, um, yeah, I think that answered it. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm about to say, the Michael Carrick sort of 
what is the interim of the interim manager. It sounds a little bit like Dwight Schrute of the office, isn't it? Like assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> um, it is very a bit is a bit strange like that. I don't really get it. Um, Cam, any targeting any any players from those teams? Um, I don't think I'd. Well, certainly won't be targeting any Norwich players. Probably not Villa. Maybe Watkins looks looks quite interesting. Um, Newcastle. I'd only really go for St Max or well. I mean, we'll, we'll ignore Goal Linton because he's just clear of everyone. Um, guy, and yeah, I mean, United assets could definitely be be tasty, as as Ray said, primarily for those fixtures. Um, you know, I, I struggled to see how and why the players would all of a sudden start playing for Carrick. Um, I mean, they probably will, but they they've they've known for months that it's been dire under Oli, and they themselves need to give themselves a kick up the ass and get playing. So why Oli all of a sudden losing his job will be the catalyst for that, I don't really understand. But um, that will no doubt happen. You know, they are a quality side. Um, the only thing is, if Carrick stays in, in the kind of interim-interim role for a prolonged period of time, he is the same coaching staff that they had before. So, you know, he was leading their training sessions. Uh, so there's not going to be a change there. So it, it if there is going to be a bounce, it will be from the players attitude rather than a change to the footballing side of things um but i think yeah it would be silly not to have at least one united asset for those runner games um but of the teams that have changed management i don't really think there's anyone that you can target because of the change of management if you know what i mean because they're all lower lower league uh, opposition lower league teams um that are pretty kind of consigned to their fate i think Villa are the only ones who I don't think will go down, but Norwich, Watford, it's not looking too rosy for them. Watford? I thought Watford looked all right, actually, to be honest. I think they'll be okay. You reckon? What, so do you reckon Tuna going to go down? I do think the Tuna going to go down, yeah. Bold. That is a bit... I don't think they can change... I, I just don't... I mean, they will spend money in January, but I think they'll spend I didn't money they're bottom. poorly. Yeah, yeah. Norwich yeah, they, got, they got the got got a result on the weekend and still finished bottom because obviously Norwich won. Mm. I think the only one from those teams that I will potentially be targeting is I really liked obviously Ollie Watkins's finish. Um, obviously the good old Brentford bias comes in again, <laughs> but um, never far away. Norwich and Burnley, for, uh, never far away exactly. Uh, Norwich, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds, and Brentford uh, from seventeen to twenty-one. So obviously the che- only the Chelsea fixture in there. Um, he could be a little move away from Antonio or Jimenez, um, whoever you have in at that point. Uh, it was essentially quite a nice little. He's only seven point three at the moment. And if he goes on a little run, um, I do. I do really like Ollie Watkins. I think as and not from a brand wise, I think his. I think he is actually a fantastic uh, striker. So I mean, last year obviously he scored a lot of goals. Um, I can just see you laughing at me. <laughs> no, um, just I do really like Ollie Watkins. Not from a fantasy point of view, I just really like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a great bloke. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you! Uh, yeah, that's the only one. I mean, that of all those teams, that's the only one I'd actually target. A lot of people are talking about Callum Wilson as well. Um, I already gave my piece on why I don't think that's a great idea. And and John, if I think Newcastle, if I think Newcastle go down, well, they scored three goals on the weekend. He wasn't involved in any of them, and it wasn't even like. Weirdly enough, watching the game, he wasn't even like. He was close to being involved in any of them, which I thought was really strange. I know it's talisman, like he's the talisman and everything, but like Goal Linton actually had better chances 
after I after I said you should get him over Callum Wilson last week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Oracle. Uh, you know, I said Corney's gonna score, he scored. Um but no, goal Linton, I mean like he like he fluffed an absolutely massive chance to make it four three in like the ninetieth minute. Mm. And obviously he scored a goal, which was actually not a bad goal. I mean yeah, it was a good finish. finish. So <laughs> am I saying actually Joel Linton is actually a serious <laughs> pick? No, no, don't get him in. You get go. Emmanuel Dennis is clear. Um Adam Armstrong is also clear. Um yeah, no, no one, no one there for me. There's, um, league this week. How did everyone? Yeah, do so, that? I mean, it was it was pretty good to be fair. I think uh, there's a lot of big scores um, in in the league. Obviously, if you haven't joined the league, you can join the league using the code UEVAGU. Um, you can, yeah, I'll give it again. UEVAGU. Now you've got a pen. Uh, yeah, good scores. Ninety three from uh, Harry Lewis. I Road think. To shore. Don't worry. Sorry. Move on. What, Sideman? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You know Road to Shore? Really miss that. Do you know Road to Shore from the Sideman? Nope. Okay, don't worry. I'm obviously I'm obviously getting old. You're living I? under I mean, a rock, Tom. I know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously getting old, so it's pretty sad, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so uh, 93 and another 93 from Glenn Fossum as well. I mean, that's, that's some huge scores there. Um yeah, that's. I mean, that's as exciting as it gets, really, on the well, league. Was Was Josh the lowest score this week? I hope so. He usually is. I don't think he was. No, that's a that's a shame. He's not even bottom of the league yet. When will he hit rock bottom? Who knows? He wasn't. He wasn't the lowest score this week. But I mean, he got forty six points. So let's just say he was. Jordan Palmer got forty. Oh no, Tony Hoy got thirty three. These poor guys. Bless. Um, <laughs> who... They're not that far from me at fifty-five. You know? I'm just uh, right. It really isn't that bad of a score. You know? I mean, I would say I thought it was a pretty good week. I mean, it's not bad at all. Uh, given given that's the case, who are you looking at captaining next week? Uh, are you going to be going for ESR at home against Newcastle? Again, guys, I want to do well at this game, so I'm not going to make these kind of maverick man. So. I'm always an advocate for being boring, template and predictable in the early part of the season. So, you know, if Salah's there to captain, you captain Salah. And usually you get your points around the other players like last week. Um, So absolutely Salah, there's no one else I'm interested in whatsoever. Sure, I can imagine people are going to think, oh, Reese James, Chilwell, especially with Carrick as a manager or maybe go for someone like Cancelo with West Ham currently dipping in and out of form. But I think Mo Salah would have bullet. No doubts. Yeah, yeah. He's so clear this week. I mean, it's. I don't think anyone else actually has a decent fixture. I mean, the person you would probably pick over um, Salah this week is if they were in form was probably Kane or Vardy because they've got Watford and um, Burnley, Burnley respectively. But I mean, if you're captain again, I mean, we've we've said it every week. I mean, this this our this our captain segment has become so boring now because it's oh, who are you going to captain this week? Oh, I'm a captain Salah again. Brilliant. Okay, cool. <laughs> How are you doing against Salah this week? Well, I, I didn't pick him for a, a few weeks, so now I'm at 30 points behind Salah. So, yeah, our, uh, our captain segment has become literally the most drab affair. <laughs> yeah. captain is- I mean, Salah so is... you're Sal- Are you Salah this week? Me or Ray? You. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably will end up on him. Um, I don't think... No, I think I'm more likely to go for Son out of um, Son and Kane. Um, so a very, very outside pick is to go for one of those two. They obviously don't have the form to back it, but they do have a nice fixture. Um, and yeah, I mean, Cancelo is starting to prove that he is a very viable captain option. Um, was it FPL Pig who captained him this week? I think it was. 
Um, and obviously, you know, more than more than returned for him with 12. So the only thing is that West Ham are a threat. Um, so that would be a very bold move. So, yeah, I think at the minute, because Salah is just in such imperious form, you would only be hurting yourself if you tried to go for any sort of differential pick. So I think it will ultimately end up on Salah by the time. I mean, once again, his effective ownership is going to be, what, 190%, 195%. It's just not going to be fun. for. I mean, he's literally the most... I love it at the moment because I hate captaincy with a passion. And so having someone that I can just captain knowing the fact that I captain him, it won't affect me. And then all of my other differentials and build the rest of my team is where I'm going to get my points. It means I'm actually doing quite well because I don't have to guess about who I think is going to score the most mm. points because I know it's just going to be Mo Salah every week. Ray, what's your take on captaincy? Because I, I only live in the echo chamber of Tom and Josh hating it. Um, so I don't know <laughs> what anyone else's thoughts are. I personally don't mind it, but... Yeah, I hate it. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Deafening yeah, echo. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I've been a dream dream team player in the Sun since two thousand and four, and done quite well. Got got about three or four top three k finishes, which is good for that game because you usually get about half a million half a million players, and they don't have captaincy there, so you're just relying on the right picks and yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, I just hate captaincy. When it's triple captaincy time, I'm just like a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Although this is easy because it's double game week. Mo Salah triple captain. <laughs> I know, no, I know. Yeah, sure, but no, last season, this, yeah, last season was horrible. Last season was hell. I mean, the season before that was hell as well. I mean, every other season apart from this season has been disgusting for captain, triple captain. But this year, it's going to be when's he got a double game week? When can I triple captain him? Okay, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should call your segment. Are you not captaining Salah this week? That's what it should be renamed. <laughs> and, and, every, and every week will be like, are you captaining? Are you not captaining Salah this week? No, no, I'm captaining him again. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next section. <laughs> Well, that, that, to be honest, that, that sums it up quite nicely, to be honest. So, um, yeah. Uh, Ray, thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, where can people find you on Twitter and generally in life? I mean, maybe, well, maybe, maybe don't, maybe give, don't give out yet. your personal address. Maybe don't give, but... Yeah, maybe not personal address. But... <laughs> so Sutton, South London, no. <laughs> uh, so follow me on Twitter, Ray underscore Cure. Um, over there on my bio there's a lot of stuff that I'm involved with probably too much stuff every time I look at it but I just love getting involved in football and FPL really um, so yeah just find me on there I do have a YouTube channel just search uh, Ray Qureshi as uh, Tom said so eloquently <laughs> on his 17th attempt so yeah there were a lot of cuts a lot of takes guys a lot of takes <laughs> and in fact on there you can see when I actually uh, have a discussion with Tom about Brentford so uh, yeah check that out yeah, if you like, if you like to hear my ramblings. To be fair, uh, I'm not being funny. The only person that's actually going to subscribe to your YouTube channel is my mum, uh, because the only people that listen to this podcast is me, Cam, and my mum. Um, <laughs> she listened to it about 50 times just to get the views up. It's quite nice of her. But um, yeah, you might get a new subscriber there. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, um, thank you very much for joining us. It's been re- absolute pleasure. So much fun uh, having you on. Uh, it's always good. It's always good fun to have someone who hates Captain C as much as me. That uh, we can. We, and, and someone just pick up on Cam. So you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, in, in the immortal words of Josh, uh, that is uh, unfortunately all we've got time for. Um, you can find me and Cam on Twitter ourselves. Uh, I am FPL Dummy Tom, and Cam is FPL Dummy Cameron, uh, and the FPL by Dummies. Uh, twitter page as well you can find us there as i said you can join the league using the code uevagu and is that it yeah 
I think that's about it. Yeah, about so you usually get to a point where I forget exactly what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you very much for listening, Mum, and we will see you again next week. Take care, all. Bye. Bye.